You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. Hello and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever here on Sideshow Network, brought to you by Comics on Comics, the, where the greatest comic minds meet the greatest minds in comics. I'm Sean. And I'm Jen. And we are here yet again to bring you terribly wild, whatever that means, yeah. just terrible collections from our podcast. Uh, cheap comic books. Cheap comic books. <laughs> We're going to tell you all about them. Yeah, this one is practically falling apart. Yeah, this one's really old. Well, not really. Okay, not oh, it's really. Old. It's not really old, but it's older than we are. Yes. Yes. And I bought this for 25 cents, so you can tell it's definitely old. It, it was the same price. Oh, man, we got a cover price. How about that? <laughs> so this first book is uh, Planet of Vampires, published by Atlas Comics. Yep. That's right, we're stepping outside the DC Marvel box. Is Atlas still around? Uh, probably not. Yeah. And, or maybe they are, you know, I think I think they are in certain, but like, no, actually, okay. you know what, no. We'll go with no. No, listen, no. let's go with no. You can correct us, tweet at us. Exactly. So, uh, Planet of Vampires, number three from... November. Is it November? November. Oh, there it is. No, oh, it says July. July. But then it says November in here. Oh, does it? It says number. Oh, it says number. I can't see it from over there. <laughs> I need glasses, guys. It says uh, July 1975 <laughs> uh, from Atlas Comics. Uh, basically, um, the story about this book is it's 2010. Ooh, the future. Or the past. It's... <laughs> Depending on when you read this book. <laughs> Had I read this in 2009... Oh, shit. I would have freaked the fuck out. I hope that's not true. But reading it in 2015, I feel okay. Well, that's good. So it's 2010, and the world has been through a war. A nuclear war. Yeah. And uh, there is now a whole bunch of vampires living inside of a bubble... Oh, so they all live inside in, of the bubble. Well, at least here they do, but they don't have to. That's what I don't get. We'll talk about this as we get farther. Right now they're living in a dome, and there's a bunch of vampires in the dome, and there's, like, gas or some sort of thing that's turning other people into vampires if you're in the dome? They're called domies. Is that how that's working? So, so, so domies who have begun to change. Well, like, you have to read up here. So... Let's see. It says, the year is 2010, and New York City is being ruled by vampires born of chemical and biological warfare. But there is... Their dominance is being challenged, yeah, threatened by a small band of astronauts from an untainted past. Space astronauts. Yeah. And astronauts from the past. But I think in the dome, shit is... Uh, Shit's real. Shit is real. Shit's real. Shit is real bitey. So, like, if you live in this dome, you start changing into a vampire, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, not all the domes. It's not a matter of time. So all the dome dwellers. So apparently, okay. So not everybody. Because what's okay. So what probably happened was there was a, a nuclear nuclear shit went down, and somehow a big domey was built. And, it looks like over the Empire State Building because oh, you can see it sticking out the top. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, um, but people on the inside started becoming vampires. But not everybody. Not everybody. 
And uh, so we got our two, our, our group of heroes, or astronauts. Dose who, astronauts. Two astronauts who have, I think were, they were on Mars. Sure. They're from the past. They're from the past and they're in space. So that, I don't know how far in the past, uh, which I guess we'll, we'll figure out. So they are flying their airplane and they fly it into the dome and they like bail out before it explodes. And they are like, go, oh, that was a great hit. Man, we're great. Uh, I guess that just blew a hole in the dome. Not really. It looks like it cracked a little I, bit. I know. It doesn't really look like it did much of anything, to be honest. And they're like, hey, that was a good job, uh, guy. Yeah, <laughs> so there's so there's two astronauts, Craig and... Uh, Other guy? Um, Craig's know. a black guy. Yeah, there's a black guy and a white guy. white guy's got some long hair, but he also has some white in it. And he's smoking a cigarette. This is my favorite part. They've just bailed out of this airplane. Oh, he's like, smoking a yeah, cigarette. They, they just bailed out of this airplane. They have to storm this dorm, uh, dome hoping no one will notice them. And this guy, whose name we don't know, like just fucking lights up a smoke. He's this like, yeah, like, good plan, this man. Guy's like, this guy's like, I'm in flavor country. <laughs> that was like a post-coital crash. He's like, oh, you know. It's, he's uh, like, it's a good thing I'm from the past because I'd be dead from cancer by now. Right, so he's, he's he's lighting up, and they're like... Which is so, funny. And it's funny, because uh, the black guy, who looks a lot like Xavier Woods yeah. uh, of WWE fame, he's like... He's, it's just funny, because they're like, all right, guy, because he's, he's like, all right, captain, let's go for it. Let's start our war. Let's get on with our war. Yeah, well, can we just talk about their uniforms real quick? Yes. The collar, like, the, the neckline on their uniforms is really low. And I don't know how that is... Uh, <laughs> how that works you s- if you're an astronaut yeah like because i mean this it's it's not like at the neck it like dips down it's like a square it's like a square and it's like half <laughs> stop sorry cat it's like kind of like half peck it doesn't good yeah it, mm. it's like a square neckline for a lady but <laughs> dudes are wearing it and showing off some nice uh top peck top peck yes <laughs> <laughs> collarbone realness is what's going on here. So anyway, uh, it's an interesting uniform. Interesting fashion choice from the past. For space, nonetheless. For space. So they like, I don't, okay, let me go back. Oh, what? So they're walking, right? They crashed, and apparently they only walk like two feet before they hit an elevator. Yeah, no, they walk, so they, so they go through this they hole. They land in a field, right? Well, they land in a field, and they get... They crash. They, they go to the hole they made. Okay. And then they get right. They they go into apparently the lobby to hit up a, <laughs> the lobby of the dome. The lobby of the dome. And they're like, okay, so he's about to. They goes, like, hey, let's use the elevator to you know because we're, we're going to walk up 102 flights of stairs. Let's go up the elevator. Okay, I guess all the vampires are at the top. That's what he says. Well, they were at the bottom and they killed them with their flight right, plane. The vampires are situated at the top of the structure, but I guess, I don't know if these are normal vampires, because it looks like daytime, and they're all, like, out running around, so. Well, there's uh. there's no vampiring really going no, on in this book. there's not. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Um, so, anyway, so, 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 so Craig, uh, Xavier Woods, tries to, uh, he's about to use the elevator, and he's like, let's use the elevator, and uh, smoke, Smoking Man is like, don't, and just in time, he saves him from... The booby-trapped elevator. Yes. Which doesn't make any sense because why is there an elevator 
just for the sake of it being booby trapped? Like, yeah. I mean, aren't are, are people using it? Yeah. Or somehow did they booby trap an elevator knowing that these guys? See, because the thing, I have this is a, the third book in the series, so I don't know if the, the booby traps have been established. I don't think so, because he's like, well, I'd be disappointed if they weren't booby trapped. But at the same time, it's like, well. So you're telling me that they knew you were going to fly a plane into their dome, crack a hole in it, and just have right at this very spot so you could use the elevator. Right. It just this doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. So anyway, so they um, so so they find one of the vampires they've killed, and one of the the plan is that uh, smoking man is going to wear. Uh, wear the uniform of this guy, and he's going to take uh, Craig Pitt prisoner, and they're using a freight elevator. So they go to the freight elevator, and they're, um, I don't know, they get out where a bunch of vampires just happen to be. They happen to know what floor to go to. But though, mind you, these are vampires, and the vampires, the way they look, they're dressed in like these purple outfits. They basically look like your generic uh, bad, guy. bad guy. Yeah, they really with, do. Like, Purple, know, purple and purple orange, orange spandex outfits. They've got goggles. I, I like that the, in the in the in the apocalypse. We all wear the, spandex. The the uh, the the the, hor- the 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 vampire forces wore spandex. Wore spandex, and we're like, you know, we really got to make sure the underwear is on the outside. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Because I mean, if it's the apocalypse, all all rules. Maybe the underwear serves like a like a like it's like the radiation preventing underwear. Sure, yeah, it's it's keeping their vampire balls from getting zapped. It's like lead line, right? And so, but things are, so they start fighting. You know, these guys start throwing grenades and yeah, blowing punching up shit. And, blah, 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 and they're all like, blah. "Look, it's vampires!" And there's not a goddamn all they well, have is fangs. But yeah, they're they've called them vampires before, and then they get up to the top and they're like, "My God." They have fangs. I'm like, well, didn't you know that? You've been calling them vampires since, like, the first panel. But okay, sure. And these guys are just, like, wackos because it's funny because oh, they... Oh, yeah, these two, these two are fucking morons. The fact mm-hmm. that these two get this far without dying is a miracle. These two are, like, our last hope. So, like, they see a door, they're like, <laughs> and we're all it's, the, it's the lab door. How do we get in? Let's it's, use the bazooka. Yeah, they're like, it's locked. What should we do? Instead of being like, maybe I could pick this lock, or I'll kick this down, they're like, we're going to blow it open with a bazooka. Now, mind you, they're trying to make sure nobody else notices that they're here, so they blow open a door with a bazooka. In a fucking hallway. Yeah. And it's just like a regular door. It's nothing special. It's not like it doesn't. It's not metal or anything. It's just like a fucking door. And they blow it up. So, uh, so okay. So they go into this exploded door where they have all these people being drained of blood. Drained of blood. And all these people being yeah, and which I think is actually they they allow uh, the the drainees to uh, wear bathing suits. Well, I mean that's access to skin. Right. So they blow open the door and they're like, oh my god. And then Craig sees that his wife is being drained of blood. Because apparently they're looking for their wives, which we were not aware of uh, until now. That this is the reason that they're storming this place, not to like save the world, is because they're looking for their wives. Because they're going to go live in like a four-person civilization. Sure. So he's like, oh my god, Brenda. And of course, she's dead. Because... Why not? Well, I like I like this guy being like, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, they're draining my blood, and he's like, my Brenda, she's dead, and you know, and and Smoking Man's like, it's like, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> he has no yeah, empathy like, for this guy at all. He's like, he's like, yeah, 
He's like, yeah, all right, come on, let's go. Like, he's just like, fuck it. Yeah, and he's go. like, you know what? Come on, buddy. We can't do anything else here. And this guy's like, uh, my wife is dead, dude. Like, like, I'm out of this. Like, I'm out. Like, she's dead. I'm holding her lifeless corpse. And you're just telling me, like, all right, dude, we got to, like, get going. <laughs> no empathy for this guy. So he's like, fine, you stay here and, like, cry over your dead wife. And he goes to an office and kicks open a door. Finally, kicks open a door. Doesn't bazooka this one. Okay, so his name was Captain Chris. Captain Chris? Chris Galland. Chris. So in this one, he does not use a bazooka, See, right? yeah, he kicks the door open like a normal person would. In which he goes over there and he finds... Uh, old man. Who's old man? Who's I don't this know. Old man? Old, some old guy. He's the old man behind, basically... Turning people into vampires or trying, I guess he's trying to find a way to uh, stop the plague because of, you know, so that's some the sort po- of blood plague. Yeah, the apocalypse caused some sort of blood plague. And, but he's like, he's like, you're using, you're basically doing the soil and green, you know, it's made, your, your serum's made of people. Yeah. You know, and. He's like, oh, you're so smart. Why don't you come in my office and we'll talk about it? And he's he's like, the proctor. That's his name. Oh, he's, he's like, why don't you come in my office and we'll talk about it? And maybe I'll even give you your wife back. And he's like, the uh, Chris smoking guy is like, the floor is made of metal. If I step on it, you're going to electrocute me. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're smart. <laughs> And so he like reaches the old man reaches for the switch and Chris shoots him right in the forehead and he dies. He does say no dice. No dice. <laughs> He's like, let's talk about your wife. He's like, no dice. <laughs> Ma, how about some cookies? No dice. So he shoots. So he shoots. Uh, right in the middle of the fucking forehead. Looks like Robert Loggia as a vampire in the head. Sure. And wearing, uh, I think that guy's sweater from the last one we did. What was, uh, the porcupine sweater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. brought the porcupine. Nice big chunky sweater with a high collar. <laughs> <laughs> Turtleneck. <laughs> anyway, whoever so, wears that sweater dies. I think that's the, that's the uh, thing. If we ever read another comic book and someone's wearing a red turtleneck, turtleneck sweater, they're going well, to that's die. That's all it is in Star Trek. All the guys in the red shirts die. Yeah. Well, same thing in comic books. So Captain, yeah. So in Planet of Vampires, you know, it's a crossover. I think this is, I think that was intended. <laughs> Atlas Comics was like, look, if we can't get the rights to any like real like superheroes, can we just get the rights to like a turtleneck? Well, you don't even need rights to the turtleneck. It'll just be a coincidence. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's how we tell people he's going to die. I should, I should, somebody should alert Marvel to this. It's like, yeah. guys, remember, remember, Porcupine, he was wearing a red turtleneck in this issue. Well, you know, so is Avagoda here. If we can find a. <laughs> Poor Pagoda. If we can find what a what a tumbler that would make. Uh, turtleneck guys being killed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just picture after picture of dudes that, 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 that would go that would go in the um uh, the <laughs> someone famous, get me a book deal for that shit. That would go in my famous uh, fam- famous tumbler of uh, Batman sitting. <laughs> yes. Pictures of Batman sitting. Batman sitting would just be like, you know, like ten pictures. <laughs> You know, this one's like two pictures. Like it's like this guy in porcupine. I'm gonna find more. I don't know we're gonna find more. We're gonna find more. Just go to a comic book shop. And be like, excuse me. <laughs> I need pictures of guys in turtle. So I have, I have, I have a very specific. Can you imagine doing that? Like walking up to like a comic book. <laughs> it's clerk. my fetish, you guys. Just going up there and be like, look, I got a very specific request. <laughs> and, like, re- and you know that the minute you say that, they're like, oh god. Oh, God. Because you know they've heard that before. I've got a very specific request. It's like, well, I've got this, um, I've got this Captain America where Porcupine is. I was like, I already have that. <laughs> Everybody's already got that. I don't need that one. 
I need more. Do you have any other issues of Planet of Vampires? Does, does, does he wear other... Is it, it's like, yeah, but he's wearing like a black turtleneck. And it's you like, don't ah. that good enough. Guys and turtlenecks getting killed. <laughs> That's really all I'm looking for. I can't enjoy a comic unless the man in a red turtleneck is being shot or, or murdered. Or falling on his own quill. Does he fall? I, I can't get off. <laughs> it's like that Pat Oswalt bit where he's the Christmas shoes bit where he's like, That's what Vietnam did to me! <laughs> That's what Comic-Con did to me. It's a great bit. Anyway, so, shoots him, and he's like, no, I didn't get to ask him where my wife was. Oh, well. And luckily, Craig comes up. He's like, hey, check it out. I found check this crazy out. white woman. She's alive. <laughs> <laughs> she happens Is this your wife? I think it might. I don't know. <laughs> it's a white lady. I have no, pic- I have no, picture. I have no pictures, but uh, I'm going to assume this, uh, this, white woman this tattered white woman wearing, for some reason, the same out- a similar outfit to you. Yes, but she's got like a, a skirt. Yeah, yeah, was it like an astronaut shredded skirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what astronauts were wearing? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "Is this your wife?" And he's like, "Yay! I'm glad my wife lived. Sucks to be you <laughs> with your dead wife." So they like go up to the top of the structure. They go up to the structure. Where and there's like, like a Cadillac. With the it's hovers. a floater, floating Cadillac that basically looks like a it's, like a pop tart, and it's like really big, like extraordinarily big. Like there's, it's huge. This this is the definition of a boat. Yes, like you know boat cars, car, like car those boat. old old cars are huge as fuck. Like this this thing is huge, and so they jump in and they're like, "All right, get in." And he's like, and Craig's like, "Nah, I have to stay here because my wife is dead." And I need to stay here so her ghost can find me. So obviously this guy's having emotional problems. And his friend's like, all right, see you later. And yeah, look out, yeah, and uh, look out for yourself. Obviously this guy is like, seriously, like, he's suffering from extreme emotional trauma. And probably needs some uh, mental help. But he's just like, all right, peace out, dude. I got my wife. And he leaves him there. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, maybe she's in his world wife's like, uh, Could you have like done something? And he's like, Nah. <laughs> I thought if we were going to find something better, where we're going, but I don't. So like, we're also screwed. But but he but- like leaves him alone on top of the structure where there's vampires all inside of it, and he just leaves him there. This guy's obviously suffering from extreme grief because he just found his dead wife, and he just leaves him. And that's supposed to be okay, <laughs> apparently. So the, so they they fly across the country. Yeah, apparently. Like, literally, like, literally yeah, across the country. And all then, the way across the country. Because this, this uh, is New York, where they were. And this, yeah, and they, they finally get to, like, Los Angeles or yes. something. Which is so very lush and green, that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, because that ain't Los Angeles. Nope. It yeah. is an arid climate, people. And uh, so they're... There's no swamp so, shit. So they're flying uh, Pop-Tart. Finally, uh, you know, it lands. It looks like a whistle, though, doesn't it? Like, see, look, that's whistle. Yeah, it looks like a yeah, flash drive, whatever. It just looks like a flash drive, yeah. Flying flash drive. So they look at the, so they, they they land in like some random meadow near the zoo. So I'm near assuming the zoo. this must be in Burbank because no. that's close to where the LA Zoo is. Is that where the zoo is? It, well, it's out maybe closer to Glendale, but you have to take like the 134. Okay. It's out past like where. Oh, if they're in Glendale, they should go to the Clancy's Crab Broiler. They should. It's really mm, yeah. They give you deep good. fried dough instead of but like. But what if they don't get that? What if they're too early and they're not getting it? You have to get there before five. Have to get there after five. We've we've done this. <laughs> this, is, this is a very. I really hope they work this out right. You know, because I would feel very bad if you drove all the way to L.A. in a flying pop tart, 
And you were like... And you got denied the fried dough. You got denied fried dough. I know. I would be like, this is bullshit. I gotta go back and find my friend I left on a roof in New York. I gotta go see if he's okay, because he's suffering. Uh, So anyway, like, he just... I found another crazy white woman! (laughs) He's like, is this white woman yours? (laughs) Um, So anyway, they... uh, they're like, huh, that's weird. All the bars to this zoo thing are open. And he's like, don't worry about it. And they start like walking through this really high grass. And his wife gets attacked by a humongous spider. <laughs> a vampire spider. Vampire spider. And he's, she's like, oh, get it off of me. Oh, my God. So he's like, I can't shoot it off because I might hit my wife. So I'm just going to cut its legs off. Instead like- of stabbing it in the fucking head, he just cuts all of its legs off. But he's like... <laughs> Yeah, because the vampire is, like, sucking her blood, and he's stabbing it, and he's like, well, I'll just cut his legs off. Which he doesn't do very successfully, because then it jumps onto no, him. No, no, it's a second one. Oh, it's a second one. There's more oh. than one spider, because he's like, ah, fucking second spider. And he cuts all its legs and off. And he just starts ripping its legs off like a fucking goof. Maniac. Stab it in the face, dude. Stab it in the face. That would negate the need to cut all each or cut of its head off. legs off. Cut its head off. Right? It's a spider. It's just could... one cut, not eight. Separate cut because this thing, I mean, it's the size of like a German Shepherd, yeah, so it's not small, big ass spider. And when he gets back up, his uniform is completely shredded, and he it's just like hanging on him. And he, his pants look good, but like the top is just all and he's like, Oh, it's done, it's alive, but it's without legs, so it's beaten. And instead of doing the humane thing and killing it, I'm just gonna leave it because this guy's obviously a nice person. <laughs> oh, so, well, you already left his body, yeah, he left his buddy. Had no sympathy for him when his, he found his wife dead. And now he's just going to leave these legless spiders just laying in a field. So, so he started so to... But his wife is now, like, unconscious because she's had a lot of blood drained out of her. So he picks her up and walks away, but he, like, looks back. So wait, so are there, like, giant ants and flies going after the, the, yeah. vamp, the yeah. vampire... Well, see, now they're vampire flies and vampire ants. But that doesn't actually make any sense because... They would scavenge these spiders regardless. Right. So they're just scavenging the spiders that he left. But he's like, oh my god, they're they're scavenging for their blood. They're huge vampire flies. And I'm like, oh, no. They're just big. Doing what they do. But whatever, this guy's stupid, so <laughs> he doesn't know any better. So as he's walking through, he stops to rest, and uh, his wife... Is dead. Is dead. Yeah. She's dead. This planet is damned. It's hell. Everything beautiful dies. Yeah, I think he's more sad that his wife died beautiful than he is the fact that his <laughs> wife died. If she was ugly, I don't think he'd care. He'd be like, whatever. She's dead, keep going. But the fact that she was beautiful really upsets him. His wife, my, my wife died beautiful. Oh, this conventionally attractive woman is dead. It would be so much easier to deal with if she was homely. <laughs> <laughs> he should, he, he, you know what would have been a great one panel right after this hmm. is him lighting up a cigarette I know I was going to say why doesn't he smoke again <laughs> but he's just like no light smoke. <laughs> puff exhale <laughs> what a day man I've had a bad day poor me <laughs> so that's it for uh, Atlas's Planet of the Vampires. Don't they have like a big splash page? Oh yeah, it's like next. Yeah, right. Because next issue in the Black Depths, uh, the 
looks like he went back to get his friend because it's them fighting. Okay, okay. Well, here's 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 here's, here's what's going on. Monkey people. They're fighting giant monkey men with fangs. Yeah. Outside of a volcano. Sure. Yeah. But it's the dudes. They're back and their clothes are all nice. It's yeah. it's, it's uh you know Chris and uh uh, uh, Craig. uh Craig. Craig. Yeah. Chris and Craig, the heroes. They're yeah. All, so apparently he fl- he flies all the way back to New York somehow. Gets some. Gets a new outfit. It's a new fresh suit. Fresh and and then they go fight because now they're like, neither one of us have wives. We gotta have something to do. Let's go fight these monkey men. Yeah, so that's. Uh, and hey, like these monkey these these guys never show up on a cover here at least. Uh, I, no, they show up next issue. And wait a minute, where's the other? Wait, so I don't. And, no, and, the I, heroes I, are not on this. It's the dudes that we don't even see. Oh wait, no, he's here. Yeah, there's Chris, but then there's who's this guy? That's Blondie. Uh, some blonde that's, guy. That's, that, well, here's the thing on the cover: Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach and a white woman. Yes. Now on the inside, of course, though, you know the the the, the Craig is black. Yes. And his wife is black. Yes, but apparently on the cover they are white people. This is a very yeah. <laughs> They're this, like put white people on the cover. This is why Atlas went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> people caught on to their, their shittiness. They're like, well, it'll be about a black dude, but we're just going to have white people on the cover. And yeah. now, would you read the next issue of the series? No, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think I might just to see if Craig gets horribly disemboweled. Or killed, or run over with a car, maybe. Car. <laughs> Vampire car. <laughs> Vampire uh, <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope it's like the question in uh, not, Justice not, League. Not Craig, Chris. I don't Chris. Cra- Craig is my buddy, because uh, I feel bad for him. But Chris, who doesn't care about anybody, uh, I would hope to see horribly tortured. But since he's the hero, he will not be. No. But maybe, I don't know, maybe Atlas Comics was like, we're going out of business, fuck it, let's throw it all against a wall and kill everybody. Let's not properly color our, our heroes on the cover. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just put like, you know, let's just put like Superman on and be like, <laughs> battle all the vampires. Uh? <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Min with an I. Min. Uh, would you read the next issue? I would not. You know why? Mm. Because this is the last issue of Planet of the Vampires. Is it seriously? Yes. <laughs> well, I guess we'd never find out what happens to they, they, they did a splash page, and then that was it. And then they were like... Well, I'm going to go with, uh, since his hover Pop-Tart ran out of energy, and he ended up in Los Angeles, he probably got eaten by something. Either that... And I'm okay with it. Or he... Uh, and I hope Craig gets some counseling. Will my insurance be accepted in the apocalypse? (laughs) Who's holding appointments? What are you vampires, a grief counselor? (laughs) Is one of you vampires, is one of you fang faces, a grief counselor? It's like, I was before I became a horrible vampire. Cool, can we still chat? I don't take Blue Cross. I don't take... (laughs) PPO? Uh. All right. I'm out of network. <laughs> so that's right. Make sure you got your health situation, healthcare situation set up before you, uh, before the apocalypse, guys. We're back with Mr. Miracle. Yep. And Mr. Miracle and Gnort. Oh, man. From uh, the Mr. Miracle ongoing from July 1989, number six. Yep. And basically, okay, so basically, 
at this point, I kind of question the premise of this book. Well, it's a, it's a little ridiculous, and um, so apparently, and it's not on this page, but it's on the next page. I, I think this book is a publishing error. The order in which it was released is a publishing error. Right, but that's, that, that doesn't make so much sense. No, 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 because like, it even says like right here, Oberon disappeared in the last book, but he's here in this book, and he'll be gone in the next book, so I think they accidentally put these out of order. And had to like throw that in at the last minute. But regardless, so it's like this weird issue that falls in the middle of a story that I don't think was ever supposed to be printed, to be honest with you. That's How my, dare they? That's my theory. So anyway, um, I think the premise of this book is just Mr. Miracle and Big Barda trying to live a normal life in some fucking podunk town in New Hampshire. Right. But the problem is, is like he's a part of the JLI at this point. Yes. So why is it that... Why is this happening? Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't really make sense. Uh, agreed. That's why I think it wasn't ever supposed to be published. No, no. I'm just talking about this book in general. But that's what I mean. I think somebody fucking wrote this. No, not, just... not this issue. I'm talking about the whole series. Oh, you mean the Mr. Miracle series? Like, why is well, it... Well, is this the premise behind the entire series? Kind of. Kind of was where he went, kind of the character that he went with at this point. Okay. But it doesn't make sense that I don't know. I just, I just, I mean, I, I get it because it's also part of the JLI and it's written by Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis. Yep. So it's a part of that that goofiness. Yeah. You know that we all know and love for those guys, but yes. So um, we start out with Mister Miracle owning a fix-it shop in this Podunk town. He's trying to fix a toaster. He's not very good at it. No, apparently not. No, he's apparently... Mr. Miracle can't fix it. Mean, but, he's, but why would he be? I don't know. He's from and Apocalypse. Why, why would he have... decided that this is his job? I have no clue. <laughs> he's like, I'll just fix it. I'm like, okay. That's weird. Like, going to banking or something. But, I mean, he's fixing, uh... You know, he's fixing stuff with that. And... And Oberon's like, you can't actually fix that. And he's like, yes, I can. So like, you suck ass. He's like, this is, you know... Fuck that, you can't do it. And he's like, yes, I can watch. And... Somehow he fixes it to the point where he turns bread into gold. Which is a thing, apparently, you can do. Maybe it makes French toast. Is it edible? I don't think so. Ocean butter. Mm. So he does that, and, and Oberon's like, ha 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 ha, that's really funny. And then two men walk in. Two men, apparently they're mobsters. Mm, of course. In some small town in New Hampshire. And they're like, uh, buy insurance from us. And he's like, no, I'm good, thanks. And they're like, no, really. Buy insurance from us. You don't really have a choice here. That's right. Why are they doing a racket in, fucking, in New, New Hampshire? Right in some small ass town of New Hampshire. I was like, did you, did you guys run out of places in Brooklyn? Or like, <laughs> what? There's, there's no more, you know, little Italian bakeries to shake down in the Bronx? <sighs> But apparently not. Apparently they're like, all right, you know what? This is, this is, this is the type place where we're going to fucking destroy shit. And yeah, this is this is it. This, this tiny is, town. This is where the mob is now. Yeah, this is what we Deal do. Deal with now. it. We drive into New Hampshire of all places and shake people down. That's what they do. Yep. So they shake it down, shake it down. He refuses to pay. He's Mr. Miracle. Who gives a fuck? He's like, he's like, I don't even have, like, he's like, I don't even need... Real money. Right. I'm from another planet. I right. could just fly out of here on my 
feet discs. Yeah, I'm an alien. I'm an a- I'm an alien human man, and I'm a really good escape artist. And really good escape artist, and I got I got this midget with me, and I am married to this woman. You know, and it's like you, you could easily just be like they can walk in. You could just fucking punch them. D- do so. You could just yeah. You could just vaporize them yeah. or something. So they leave. open up a boom tube, kick them in there, fuck them. Right. Yeah. Could doesn't. So he like he's like no, and the guy's like you'll be sorry, and he leaves. You know. And um, so back at home, they Barda is wearing an outfit that can only be described as WNBA soccer player on the top. And 1980s mom. WNBA, on a wait, WNBA soccer Did player? I say soccer? Yes. Oh. WNBA basketball player on the top. Uh, 1980s soccer mom on a hike. Uh, on the bottom. Oh, oh hike. That's, that's really, that's probably where I got soccer. Um, but yeah. I, I actually, I, I, she looks like she's going to play roller derby. Kind of, but it's like this really cheap, like big jersey on the top, but it's tucked into these shorts that are like pleated and cuffed. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange, you know. And she's home because the whole promise is that Mister Miracle wants to have this small town life in New Hampshire. Oberon does not want Ober- this. Oberon does not want it because they're part of the JLI, you know, and they need to keep, you know, they need to keep their adventure life real. Yes. But, you know, uh, Barda and him are like, well, we're just going to try to keep it easy, mm-hmm. you know, separate, so I'll do my stuff on the side here. And that's what pretty much the premise of this book is about. Right. You know, about them trying to keep, you know, the majority of them trying to keep their lives, yeah. you know, separate yeah, or whatever. a normal life. And so they're talking about this, this guy that was trying to shake them down, and they hear sirens in the middle of town, and the insurance guys have burned down some old guy's diner. Because shakedown. Yeah, show you what happens when you don't take our insurance. We're going to burn your diner to the ground. And Barta shows up in her WNBA soccer outfit. <laughs> She's like, WNBA slam- soccer, it's the best sport, you guys. I'm going to slam dunk them into a net. Really tall women just kicking balls. Just <laughs> <laughs> really tall women just kicking basketballs. Like, yes, ah! into nets. Basketballs that look like soccer balls. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. That's what I just does. invented the best new sport. And an NBA hat. Yeah, so apparently this is the team. This is what uh, Barda does yeah. on her own. WNBA soccer. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the shakedown guys are like, yeah, yeah, we did this all right. You know, like, you know, because, you know, even though the cops and the firemen are right there. Right there. And these guys are like, hey, we burned this down. <laughs> Mr. Miracles, I'm going to punch you in the face. He's like, I believe in suing people for assault and pressing charges. Like, you just admitted you burned this down, you idiot. Punch him in the face, dude. Nobody else hurts this guy, apparently. So then... Yeah, because actually, you know, actually, I kind of hope that was because then we'd just be treated with another, like, 20 issues of a fucking court case. <laughs> that's, you, you know, that's what that, that's what just be... Whatever. <laughs> That'd be really funny. So it's just like panel after panel of people just like reading files. Fucking deposition. Fucking picking the jury. <laughs> That's what takes the longest. And then like the last issue, just the last panels, the verdict. That'd be like the last issue, and it's just like guilty, done. Like, no I more just went through eighteen issues of jury selection. I paid a dollar for this, a part of subscription <laughs> every month. To listen to depositions. And jury selection. To read depositions. Like, and then, you know, the jury taking a break, you know, and then, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, what kind of food do they have in the, in the, uh, 
well, in the in the break room, you know, what are they selling? What's the special? Do they got soup on special? You know, and they're talking. Can we go downstairs and buy something from the cafeteria? What do they got? You know, but then there's sometimes you know there's going to be a parking issue because the lot they normally use isn't open. <laughs> you know, so the jurors have to all go to another place, and they're late. And they can't start the court on time because they have to park far away because the court can't afford a, a, a closer parking lot. It's a good book. Um, so anyway, so, so Shakedown guys are – apparently they're in Queens. I guess. And, and they just like travel up to fucking – New Hampshire. What, is, 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 what, is they, Which, what are they fucking uh, – what's his face? Uh, uh, Vito from uh, Sopranos. I guess. Like when he turns gay. When he, oh, comes, yeah. when he comes out, he comes out, yeah, and he like you know he gets caught, so he rides up to like New Hampshire and like hangs out with that guy with it's, the mustache. And it is a four-hour ride from New York City to Boston, and it's another what two hours to New Hampshire, probably. Yeah, like these guys are just driving this all the time just to shake down fucking small businesses that probably don't have a lot of money. No, so yeah, it's not. It doesn't make sense. So they're they're in there like. Queen's Mansion, and one of the guys, the, the head of the organization, mentions to, like... Head loser. Yeah, mentions to the square-headed man, uh, the the insurance shakedown guy. He's like, well, he's like, I don't know, I can't get this guy to do anything. And the head guy's like, well, he has a pretty little wife, does he? And I'm oh. like, maybe you've never seen Barda. She's not little. Yeah, uh, so they go to shakedown. So this giant woman is at the grocery store. Because <laughs> Barda's huge. She's like 6'5". She's a big woman. Big woman, big strong woman. Yeah. She had a grocery store and somebody, some geek jumps off of the back seat and is like, all right, we're going to have you tell a message to your husband. And he like threatens her with a knife. And I kind of wish the next panel would just be like Barta throwing him through a windshield. But she doesn't. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, apparently she fucking wastes this guy. Um, but yeah. Oberon has called in. The next panel is Oberon telling... Mr. So Oberon's Ober- Ober- called the JLI. He's, he called the JLI and he's like, look, we got some guys trying to shake us down in New Hampshire and we're, you know, Mr. Miracle is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is a epic... Um, whiny douchebag. Epic whiny douchebag who's also got superpowers of, you know, invention and escapism. But he doesn't want to use any of those powers. But he's not doing anything. So I had to call in to our superhero friends... To see to if any of you guys would do anything. Because, you know, nobody else is doing anything here. Yeah. So we need help. Basically, this is the one gang calling in. So we've got the mob on one side, a gang A, and gang B being Mr. Miracle calling in reinforcements. It would be funny if just Batman just showed up and <laughs> threw a bunch of batarangs at everybody. It was like, it's like that, that was that it? <laughs> it's like you fucking called me in for this. Is it really? He's like, you're lucky that this is close to uh, Gotham, Gotham which where is, I can still get my dunks. It's like, you know, you owe me. <laughs> you owe me tolls. <laughs> I hadn't renewed my easy pass yet. <laughs> you owe me for tolls for this shit. I had to use the truck route because the Batmobile is too heavy to go on the normal road. Right. Thanks, guys. Anyway, so, so as they're at the fix-it shop, Oberon is talking to Mr. Miracle who's being a dumbass. Like, the phone rings, and it's Barda. And she's like, hey, did you call the JLI? And he's like, no, Oberon did. And she's like, hmm, you might want to get home. Because they sent over some reinforcements. And he's like, okay. And so we go to... So I got threatened. She's like, I'm okay, but yeah. 
Oh, he, he, the funny part in that is like, she's like, oh, they sent some guy to threaten me. And Mr. Miracle goes, oh my God, is that man okay? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the funny part in that. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she's, she's like, I only that's, broke his leg. That's a pretty, that's a pretty funny response. That I is like really it. funny. Because he looks really worried, but he's like worried about that guy. <laughs> um, he gets sued. So... They have sent over reinforcements, but it's only one guy, and it's Gnort. Gnort, the dog... Dog with a man face. Dog man face, Green Lantern. Who has, like, chicken feet? Kind those, are, those are doggy feet. They cut off, like, chicken feet. There's, like, only three toes, and they've got, like, weird claw things in the end of them. So he's there, and he's kind of like... he wears pajamas and a vest. Pretty much, yeah. He's, 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 he's vest in it. Or maybe that's a scarf? No, it's a vest. Okay. I think, I don't know, I haven't seen the back, his back yet. Um, and Porganort. Like, he's like, everybody's always yelling at me. Yeah, I'm here to help you guys. Yeah. So they sent me here because they knew this is bullshit. Right, and they're like... Why is anybody yeah. else not coming here? Because this is bullshit. And I have a pow- I have the pow- most powerful weapon in the, in universe, the universe in the form of the Green Lantern and, ring. And so no one gives me fuck any up. fucking respect. And she's like, if, if anybody comes over, you have to make yourself look like a chair. I like that Barda actually gained like thirty pounds of muscle in between these two panels. Yeah, she really did because now she's just like she went from being like she went she, she went from being like tall tall tall, tall strong lady. woman to like China. Yeah. Oh yeah, she totally looks like China in that panel. Like she, she like in like in the panel from hanging on the phone, she did a she did a bunch of diamond diamond uh, pushups to work her trap <laughs> traps, and uh, then she was like, what "The fuck gonna work." That's why I'm like I'm, I'm surprised that that guy actually went through with his like I'm gonna threaten to stab you plan. Like, I mean, that woman's fucking jacked. Well, I mean, did you did you did you you, you watched her and you saw her 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 triceps? Yeah, you saw that this woman is not only is she very tall, but she is like ripped. So obviously she spends time in the gym, and you still threatened her. Well, she's he did terrified. have a knife, and he did catch her. Yeah, surprise. So I mean, yeah, but she's big and scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And good for her. She but, takes care of business. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's her job. But anyway, so I don't know what happens here. There's oh, there, 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 there's some. The, the, I don't really care what happens. So basically, they're like, "Look, you got to go and take care of this guy. Um, you know, man who got beat up by Barda. You know, we have to. We're gonna burn his this. place down because he's carrying some gasoline." We're going to burn it down. Buddy. And they're all like, hey, there's a guard dog. And he's like, hey, We're going to shoot the dog. We're going to, hey, I hope those little doggy likes to eat bullets. Yeah. And he's like, woof. And they turn around and there's Gnort just like sort of sitting on a fence. Was he floating? No, he's floating. So he's floating. And they're like, what the fuck? It's like a dog face, man. He's terrifying because he has a human nose, but the rest of him is dog. It's kind of weird. Really it's not even like a human nose. It's like a dick nose yeah kinda. it's it's really strange and like human eyes and it, he's just creepy and so maybe that's why nobody likes him because he just looks weird looks really weird and everybody yeah but like, at the same time it's like there are a bunch of superheroes who can do all sorts of weird stuff like it's kind of rude and somewhat you know judgmental not to like this guy just because he looks like that he's a member of your team but everybody's always mean to him and he seems so nice so anyway, like, he shoots these guys in the head with his little power ring thing, and they get knocked out, and Mr. Miracle comes, and he's like, good job. Whatever. He's a good job, and he's like, he has to talk about some blind date. Yeah. Which, uh, I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, he's like, I went on a blind date, and she just started screaming. And they're like, well, like, yeah, you're a dog man. 
It's kind of weird. And he's like, okay, well, we have, like, one more thing to do before we can take this, you know, before this is done. But Nort goes to that square-headed guy's house in Queens, I'm assuming. No, they're in Connecticut again. Ugh. Wait. They were in Queens, and now they're in Connecticut? They were in New Hampshire. Right. And then these guys are from Queens. But they have an office in Connecticut. The mob has an office in Connecticut. So, yeah. (laughs) So he goes... Apparently the mob guy lives in Connecticut, which makes his commute to the small-ass town even worse. Um, even more baffling. Yes. So he goes to this guy's house, and Gnort's there, and he's like, I'm going to sell you insurance. And so he just starts talking about like all the insurance that he's going to sell him. And the guy's like, what the hell? And he tries to shoot him, and you know, Green bounces off his Green Lantern ring thing, and uh, construct thing. And he's like, oh my god, you really look like that. This is terrifying. And he's just like scaring the fuck out of him. As, as he should be. Yeah, and Mr. Miracle just stands outside and listens to this all go down. And does nothing. He's wearing his... He does and nothing. He's, he's finally in his full outfit. He does nothing. He doesn't do anything this whole time as Mr. Miracle except stand around. And then, so the next day, they cut back and they're like, man, Gnorth, that was great. Thanks so much for helping us out. You know, yeah, you did a good job. Good job. Shake, shake, shake hands. And then he flies away. And Mr. Miracle's like, come back and see us anytime. Well, apparently he's, because he, apparently he's just one of those people who's around and he's kind of annoying. Yeah. Apparently since he's a dog, he also chewed over on slippers. Yes. Yes. And so he's like, come back and see us. He's like, I'll be over on Thursday for dinner. <laughs> Bart is like, Ugh. Bart is like, oh, come on. I'm, uh, that's my WNBA soccer night. <laughs> so, and, um, so... Here is this last panel answers a question. Now we're back in Queens. We're back in Queens. We've taken the Amtrak back to Queens. Back to Queens. Where the boss, whose plan this was in the beginning to shake down this small-ass town, is like, oh, we're not going to do it anymore. So you have to go, like, work the racetracks. But here's my question. Like, obviously the guy who walked in to sell him insurance is just some low-level muscle. Yeah. That's all he is. So if you take him out, somebody else is just going to replace him. you got to take out the head guy. They never bother with the head guy. And the head guy's just like, meh, we decided it's not worth it. Which, in what fucking world does that happen? Because one dude gets shaken down. Like, one dude gets scared by a weird dog guy. And then you just back out. That's not how the mob works. No, the mob's got mobs. The mob is much worse because this is because yeah, they is would a, just send somebody else because it's the New Hampshire mob. Okay, well, the New Hampshire mob that has a fucking office in Queens, right? But it's New Hampshire mob, so it's made of people who just like to make eat things made of maple syrup. Okay, and uh, whatever. That, wouldn't that be the Vermont mob? Oh, that's Vermont. Okay, yeah. what does New Hampshire do? They just don't have any state income tax. Oh, okay. So yeah, so they're just you know they're and they're live free. They're live they're, free or die. Live and, free or die. And uh, yeah, it's a nice place to get cigarettes if you live in Massachusetts. Well, didn't we go up there to have dinner with Ted RCD once? Did we go to New Hampshire? No, we didn't go to New Hampshire. Yeah, we did. No, no, we went up up like we didn't drive all the way to New Hampshire. Because Sue lived in New Hampshire. We never went up there. So confused. I've been to New Hampshire before. I know it. Mm, I know I have. Uh, and it has a lot of lakes. Ah. Uh, yep. There's lakes there. So that's it. Guys, <laughs> New Hampshire. Yeah. And Jay, uh, my aunt, drives up there to buy cigarettes right over the border. Because there's no tax. <laughs> The thing that happens. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, so we have one last panel here. Oh, yeah. 
So they, the guy's just like, you're going to go work the dog track where there's dogs. And the, the guy's like, ah. And ah, dogs. I saw a man dog. Man dog. Ah. And so then we go back to Mr. Miracle's fix-it shop. And he makes, he fixes a po- toaster again. And it explodes. And then it explodes. Ha ha. He can't fix things. Which, why he works at a fix-it shop. It's beyond us. Why is, okay, here, I have a question. Here. Mm. Looking at this Mr. Miracle letters page. Yeah. There's a picture, there's a drawing, so it's like Mr. Miracle, right? And Big Barda is so tiny. Big Barda looks so tiny. She looks like a ventriloquist dummy. She looks about as big as Oberon, which I don't know why. This is very weird drawing. Like, I know she's probably standing in the background. Like, way in the background. But, like, know. why does she look like that? I don't know. Anyways, so that's Mr. Miracle. You know, this is actually, it's it's not, it wasn't as good. I don't know. I mean, would, would you re- keep reading this? Probably not. I mean, because he's, he's, the Mr. Miracle is like, he does, I, I I know he's an escape artist and he's got all this yeah, apocalypse but he didn't technology. Do shit in this book. But he doesn't do. I don't really know what he does. Well, in this book, he literally doesn't do anything. He gets into his costume and he shows up to where Gnort has already dispa- like dispatched the thugs, and he goes, "Good job." And then he stands outside while Gnort takes down the other guy. Right. That's all he does. He doesn't do anything else in this book. Why does he make like, a yeah. Gnort book? Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're not doing shit, bro. Like, eh, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Because he really didn't do anything. Big Barda didn't do anything except, like, look jacked. Uh, <laughs> and Gnort did all the actual work. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens. And I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like I would have expected something better from this. And uh, I just would have expected Mr. Miracle to actually do something besides stand outside in his costume. And I think this is what sucks because I love his costume. Oh, I no, love, I love, his I love, costume's I, cool. I wish there was more of like him fighting like an actual villain. But or like getting out of He something. doesn't really have like a villain. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to count like somebody. Dark, like Dark Side or, or like somebody from Apocalypse. But like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really have a guy right. that he fights. You know, it's just very bullshit. Right. I don't know. So that's, uh, so that's it for Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Number six from July 1989. That's it for our show this week. Yay. Thank you for listening. Um, we uh, would like for you to follow us on our Twitters. Uh, I am at Angry Hero Sean, S-H-A-W-N. Uh, and I am at Jen Stansfield um, or at WNBA Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, WNBA Soccer, guys. Yeah, that, it's a thing now, guys. I'm starting up a league. Um, <laughs> you should just go to like the. We just go to the the the, plate. What, the, the WNBA games and be like, oh, I was told. No, just soccer. go to like our soccer field near our house and just like start kicking basketballs into that. Be like, we're playing a game. It's called WNBA soccer, you guys. You got to wear these shorts with like the big legs. Yeah, WNBA soccer. Pretty much. I like it. I'm a genius. <laughs> Well, well, find us on yeah, and you can find us on Twitter and uh, Tumblr. Uh, you know, my Tumblr is the Angry Hero Sean, or no, just the Angry Hero dot Tumblr dot com. Yep, and I'm Jen Stansfield dot Tumblr dot com, Jen Stansfield dot WordPress dot com, at Jen Stansfield on Instagram. All right, folks, thanks for listening. <laughs>